right. Greetings. Good evening. Sheila Torres. Welcome to the Usapang Rotary, which is a monthly feat that we do. We feature some of our CMs, my classmates and presidents. And so thank you for taking the time to be on today's show, Sheila. Uh, appreciate. Before I start with, with our questions, I'd like to tell our audience, let them know a little bit about yourself. Top Gun President Sheila Torres for Rotary Year 2023-24 is really a born leader since she was young. She has held many different leadership responsibilities, both in her professional and in her personal lives, uh, focusing mostly with youth activities. And her leadership roles prepared her to be the Top Gun President for Rotary Club of Makati, San Miguel for the years 2023-24. Sheila started being a Rotarian in 2021 during the term of her husband as life-changing president. She instantly loved doing service amidst the pandemic. I think that is that is really something credible and very different from the rest, uh, those of you who were able to serve uh, their communities during that time. Her first assignment was to be the club secretary, where she learned a lot of things about Rotary and being a Rotarian. She worked as an HR professional for almost two decades before she joined her husband in the financial services and agriculture businesses, of which she's now the CAO. Her main responsibilities are to assist a team of financial wealth planners on strategies and business development. Sheila enjoys motherhood in taking care of her four wonderful children, Laika, Duan, Samantha, and Kaiden. And she and her husband live with their kids in Tagik City in Manila, NCR. So with that, Sheila, I hope I got the introduction right. I'd like now for you to answer some of the questions that we generally ask on this forum and very, very simple questions. But let's start with, if you can tell us and our audience a little bit about what brought you into Rotary. Of course, I, I know the part, but if you can be a little more anecdotal and tell us what exactly led to you joining Rotary. All right. So first and foremost, Indra, thank you for having me in your uh, monthly Usapang Rotary. I am glad to be with you and your club. And I hope that I can be able to inspire some of them by just letting or sharing my experience. Okay. So to answer your first question, what led me to Rotary? You, you mentioned earlier that I joined the Rotary during my husband's term as a life-changing president. But you also mentioned that I um, had activities serving the youth mostly. Mm -hmm. So I am not new really in service because... As a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I was a missionary back then. So service is in my system. <laughs> it's in it's in it's inside me. So 
when my husband told me that do you want to join Rotary, I said, of course, I'd love to serve. I love to serve people. And I, I always tell this to a lot of people. I like the title of my husband's term, <laughs> life-changing president. So it got into me. It got into me. You know, you know that simple three words, life-changing president, got into me. That I think that as a person, we can I can do I, I can do a, a, a little, but it might mean so much to somebody that we could be able to share and change their lives. So that is um, really the reason why I joined Rotary. When our charter president, Dr. Pobre, some of the, the members of the district who are also tenured might be able to know or learn more, uh, know more about Dr. Pobre than me. But he is really a good example of a man of service. Like he he does fellowship at night and then the next day he, he'll go drive to Pampanga just to do medical mission. So he has inspired me. So when he got into the, when, when in 2021, when we knew that he was, affected by COVID and then eventually died, I told my husband that if you will leave Rotary, who will take care of the club now that Dr. Pobre is, has left us in this earthly life. So he inspired me to do service. Really, my main reason is because I, I love to serve even in the smallest way I can. How wonderful. Dramatic. Sorry, dramatic, but that's really I think next to it is next to it because I appreciate networking and fellowshipping. You know, being able to meet a lot of people. I'm an HR professional. So um I'm more into the side of HR when I get to talk to people. I get to talk to employees. I'm engaging them. I I do a lot of events for them. So I love it when I talk to people. I love it when I see people happy. So you see service and happiness all together. That's what I am as a Rotarian. No, wonderful. Wonderful that you said uh, that you mentioned you. fellowship is important because I think that's a parallel universe for a lot of us, right? Uh, we yeah, do yeah. we do at work, but Rotary offers us uh, that fellowship and uh, community, uh, the feeling of community, belonging to this community, larger community. So that leads to my next question. What has been so far in your Rotary experience the best moment? Or you can you can talk about a few moments if if there are multiple, but what has been your greatest moments in Rotary so far? From the time from the time I joined Rotary, that's correct. <laughs> the greatest moment when I felt was when I had to organize my husband's oh my my MIPs. I saw my husband's handover and my MIPs induction. That was last year. It was a great moment because I felt like 
I was able to see the rotary uh, in a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And because there were visitors, our, our club is just small, right. but uh, Gov Mildred was with us and she brought a Korean district uh, officers. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, so in Rotary, there isn't really um, something like you will only visit a big club because they're big. So even a small club for me, like us, can have that same opportunity, meaning same opportunity to serve because she opened up that opportunity for us to have a sister club. So I, it's a small thing for me that time because it's just my first time. <laughs> so everybody was so kind and I was so apologetic because I was the host that time. And then... Everybody, I was so apologetic because I don't know if I'm doing things right. <laughs> but everybody was just so kind. Everybody was just so understanding. So that made me really felt like, oh, now I'm an official Rotarian. Because <laughs> everybody's just helping everybody. So that was a sweet afternoon for me. It was a intimate type of handover and induction for our club, but it was a memorable one. And that was the first time I met, I met our governor, Governor Jay. And he was really nice to me also. He, sure. he, he, gave, he gave me a different perspective in terms of serving uh, as a Rotarian, yeah. which led me to be a TGP right now, by the way. Wow. <laughs> And we're all happy to have you as one of our classmates. So thank you. Everyone. So one early question on, on what would be your advice to a brand new Rotarian who has just joined? What, be, what would be your uh, two cents to that person? Well, our CM idol, Alex, would always say, enjoy Rotary, right? <laughs> I, yeah, that's one advice, just enjoy Rotary. And the second for me really is just make friends and just make friends and you'll never know where making friends in Rotary would lead you because it would lead you to a impactful service, just like you know, I am overwhelmed with so much things, so many opportunities, so many projects that I was able to know and learn through our classmates. And if I'm, I think if I'm not making friends with them, I won't be able to learn those things because right. they would, they would be the one to invite me. Shala, would you like to join our project or whatever? Or even outside our circle of classmates. In the district, they would ask us, they would, Shala, would you like to join this and that? And I'm, I'm overwhelmed because I didn't know that by just making friends with them, they would be interested to have me and join them in their service projects. You know, so it, it's, it becomes easier for me as a, uh, as a president because I made friends. So I 
I think I'm just enjoying, I thought it it's really hard to be a president, but because I gained friends, it was it, it's it's now easier for me to to do my responsibility as as a Rotarian. And and I guess that's what Gov J mentioned when I I met him that, that afternoon I was mentioning earlier that he said, I think you have the capability of talking and relating to people. That's so you you were it's so easy, it's so smooth to tell them this is what we're going to do, this is the next step of the program and all of these. So I take that to heart. And then I knew that it's important to make friends here in Rotary, not, you know, not to compete with others, not to compete with other clubs, not to, not to dream of having this awards, you know, but just to make friends, to be able to make impactful service projects. That's my advice for new members, because you will only feel um, how fulfilling and the achievement, the self, uh, the, the sense of achievement, you'll only feel that when you're the president of your club because it's like your time to shine, your time to learn, your time to meet a lot of people. So if you have those kinds of friends in Rotary, it would be easier, especially when you have we and you when you're good friends with your club mates. You don't choose only I choose these people, I choose this group. If, if especially when you're a big club, right? <laughs> so just be kind and sincere and make friends. That's um, Perfect. that's just um, my advice to Rotary members. Perfect. So to all of you who are joining Rotary this year, new members, make friends. That's Sheila's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then uh, let's delve a little bit back, uh, go a little many years back, actually. And our viewers, viewers would love to know about your li life journey. So where were you born? Where, where was your schooling? How did you grow up yeah. growing, growing up years? If you can shed a little light on those. Of course. I was born in Bohol. But uh, Bohol is in Visayas, for, for your <laughs> information. <laughs> so uh, it's near Cebu, Indra. <laughs> okay. I was born there, but before I turned one, I was moved here in Manila and never got back to Bohol until... 2012 where I already have three children my family is not a wealthy family whatever my husband and I have have right now we worked really hard for what we have I studied electronics and communication that's oh. why I told you <laughs> and then shift to communication uh, to computer science that's where we started our conversation remember a little bit of programming and still so i was i was exposed uh in doing and teaching programming to children in india for a year and a half probably so so but i told you earlier that my background is more of human resources when pandemic strike, I had to find other things that I can do. That's where I, I was able to teach 
coding to children in India. I also mentioned earlier that I love, as an HR professional, I love to see people be happy and get be engaged while doing their job. So basically, even if I graduated in computer science and technology and, uh, you know, computer, I, I was, I landed in human resources. So I studied, <laughs> I studied everything about human resources. It is because I told you we're not a wealthy family. So I have to work and study. So that's it. And then I got married with my handsome husband in 2025. Oh, sorry, 2005. 2000, yeah, 2005. <laughs> I almost forgot her <laughs> year date. Okay, 2005. <laughs> my husband is also um, a missionary. So both of us are very much into service. We are really accustomed to service. So it was easier for us to do service projects in Boulder. So even if I work for two years or two decades because of my family background, financial background, I had to work and study and take care of my children. At some point, I told my husband that I want to be a full-time mom. So I love taking care of my children. I love nursing them. I love cooking for them. <laughs> I love bringing them to school, even if they're all, they're teenagers. My eldest daughter would, um, she's 17, turning 18 this November, and she would say that, mom, can you just let us uh, go to school by ourselves just for once? <laughs> so my husband is more strict on that. So he wouldn't allow that. But I, being a mother, sometimes let them go home, but not but not go to school, but just go home. Because <laughs> sometimes it's more relaxed. In the morning, they're so rushing. So, yes, yeah, sometimes. And I don't tell that to my husband. So don't tell them. It's a secret, okay? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I love doing that. I love being friends with my children. I love being, I love spending time with them. It's an, for me, it's just my ultimate, um, it's my ultimate goal to be just a full-time mom. Yeah. So that's basically me. Yeah. How wonderful. All right. A little, little bit about your favorites uh, in life. So Oh, <laughs> what's your favorite place to be, Sheila? Well, I love to be home with okay. my family. Okay, yeah, that's I a good love... answer. But we still insist that you give us a place in the Philippines which you like to go to. Um, that way, culture in the Philippines. Mm, a place that maybe you... I love to go. I love to go back to. Pohol and and Davao, nice. But nice. if you would ask me if I want to move into a place, I would say Croatia. Croatia. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I would if if ever I want to move when my I I'm one with my husband on this. Um, I want to move in Croatia. It's a 
it's a very very nice place for me it's a very fine place the weather is perfect and it's just fine yeah but in the philippines i would um i enjoy being in manila although manila is uh very crowded <laughs> yeah polluted and stuff but i think because i grew up here I just want to visit places and provinces and relax. Just like I told you when I visited Subic, I just want to relax in Subic, you know. Um, but uh, really, the the too much silence <laughs> would probably make me a little bit crazy yeah. if that would be for a long term. But if it's for a short term, I would probably want that. So I would just go to provinces for breaks, but not maybe not to live there. Sure. Except Croatia. <laughs> Croatia in progress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah, no. Croatia in progress. Great choice, actually. Croatia is beautiful. Yeah. So all, all the power to you to probably be there soon. Uh, <laughs> Never know. So, what's your favorite food, Sheila? Oh, I love pasta. I love, um, I love, I love pasta. Just it, seafood pasta is the best for me. Awesome, yeah. seafood pasta, and your choice of music. What's your best music to listen to? Um, I would love the old ones rather than the new ones. So I go for uh, old songs. Yeah, I go for old songs, the love songs, and a little pop songs from, yeah, just, but just the old ones, not the new ones. It's the new ones are not for me. <laughs> okay. Would you would you say nineties, eighties? Which how old? I would say, I would say eighties, nineties. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, I share that thought. So yeah, old is yeah. old. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, I'm an '80s baby, so yeah. you know. <laughs> What's your vision and mission for your club in 2024? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I mentioned our club is small club. So my my vision and my mission is to make our club a medium club or if not be able to create a club that has a very strong membership and income generating club to be able to 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 be able to sustain our service projects in line because we wanted to i think it was part of the question um but it i i wanted to have an impactful service with a long-term plan to people in Pampanga um, because we have so we have seen a potential RSCC over there and also in Mindoro because I think the people there are because, because it's an island it's so hard to go there they have less opportunities on a lot of things we were there last December to have our gift giving together with some people outside Rotary. And we just see the opportunity of how we can 
bring education to them, give them livelihood programs and all. So in, in by doing this, I know we can create hope to them. And I'm talking about the people that we call ITA, right? Because uh -huh. they're just all over the ITAs, you know? They're just all over the Philippines. There are people in Mindoro and the people in Pampanga. We wanted, they're also ITAs in in Claveria where uh, Doc Pobre and our previous members of the club were able to create a multi-function um, what I, I forgot what is what they call that, but it's just a uh, a multifunction hall where they have education and some other things. I I wanted to continue that if I can, because we just wanted to help that that group of people for a for very obvious reasons, because they are if you if you talk to them, there are a lot of them that are very intelligent. Mm -hmm. and is willing to go beyond to be able to have a better life for not for not for themselves alone but for the entire the entire community of the Aitas. you know they're they're just the entire community where they live they wanted to go out and be able to be recognized and do a lot of things but they lack the opportunity. So we wanted to give hope to those people. And if and if we can start something this year, that would be that would be a long time plan for our club so that we have a um continuous program for them and make the projects more impactful. Wonderful. So this is like your club committed uh, action that is going to happen this year, correct? Yes, we have plans. We have plans in the next few months for that. Yeah. That's why we're, we're that's why we have a fund run. Mm -hmm. It's the fundraising that we are doing in October. I'm plugging it. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> not at all. Not a... <laughs> this is the um, so please. Okay. So it's an October 28th our club will have a fund run so that we could be able to raise a good amount of money to be able to uh, to fund our projects for our ITAS in December and March and February. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Yeah. Wonderful. So to all of you who are listening, fellow CMs, please volunteer and help and support this cause. That's yeah. it. Yes. Okay, now we come to what I call the Usapang Express. Okay, is this a fast talk like Tito Boy Abunda? Do you know Boy Abunda? Yes, yes, I do. I do. The one, <laughs> okay. the one where he throws those uh, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I hope your questions are, you know, wholesome. All, all clean, all clean questions. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All yeah. right, this family audience. So yeah, nothing under the bed. Yeah. So all right. First question, Sheila, black or white? Black. Day or night? Day. Okay. If you woke up one morning as the president of 
the Philippines. What's the first mm-hmm. thing that you would do? The first thing I would do, if I wow, that's a tough question. I would probably uh, tell the Filipino people to be united. Yeah. Wow. Because that's the that's if we are all united as a Filipino citizen, we will we will be able to solve a lot of problems. You know, because every people, yeah, every people, left, right, whatever color you have, they all have good things to share. So if they are, we have, we are one as a nation, we can do more. Awesome. If there was one line that you would write on your tombstone, what mm. would? A mother of four. Oh, nice! How beautiful. Okay, I've asked this before, but we'll we'll twist the question a little bit. Given a chance, which part of the world would you like to retire? <laughs> Croatia. <laughs> All right. Croatia, I mean, Croatians, if there are any Croatians, this is like brand ambassador for you. Can't be better. Okay. The one thing, the one regret that you have in life that could have been different uh, for you. I would say it's not a regret because I don't regret anything. Nice. Um, I know that everything happens for a reason. All my mistakes are my learning. But just to answer your question, I would I would still dream to be a don't laugh, okay. <laughs> I would still dream to be <laughs> I would still dream to be a Anchor woman in the TV. I wanted to when I was a kid. I was I wanted to be a Karina Sanchez type, Karen Davila, Mel Chaka type, right now. But it's not. So, no? yeah, good. Nice. I was led to a different path. <laughs> okay, and yeah. uh, the last very quick question is: If you were left in an island all by yourself, which mm-hmm. book would you like to have with you? I'd like to have my scriptures with me. The I scriptures. would like to have, yeah, I would like to have the scriptures with me. Uh, that includes the Holy Bible, Old and New Testament, the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine of Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. Because if I'm alone in that island, uh, the scriptures will help me talk to God and that I can talk to God by praying. So it will give me an inspiration and it will keep me alive. Definitely. Definitely. I'm sure. Yeah. Awesome. With that, we end our Usapang Express questions. Uh, thank thank you, you so much, CM Shela. I think it was heartfelt. I I understand that it's a lot of when you say the word service, it comes across, you know, I'm sure all our viewers will also find that extremely inspirational. And so thank you for being here. And uh, thank have... you for having me. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great, great year ahead. Yep, More... You too. See you around, CM. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.